This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Back in the radio huddle here on WWL Sports Talk and glad to welcome in one of our favorites, Lance Moore, Super Bowl champ, does work for DSU and also the Boot Crew Media. You are everywhere, my man. How's it going this Wednesday? Uh, doing well. Uh, you know, wishing that we had sunshine in always sunny California and cloudy. <laughs> but you know what? I'm running a marathon on Sunday, so a little cloud coverage is going to be good. Whoa, 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 Lance, Lance, <laughs> is, is that something uh, – you're probably not having a midlife crisis because is this something that maybe you want to climb Mount Everest or is like on your bucket list? You know what? I'm supposed to be this unbelievable athlete and, you know, accomplish great things. I want to challenge myself and run a marathon. Is that the case in point or what? Because not too many people want to run a damn marathon. Look, I, I never ran more than three miles in my life. And, and, like, and all, I, all I know is like my plantar fascia was acting up and all that. But to run a marathon, uh, Lance, that's pretty impressive that even to train for that, uh, I'm impressed that you're doing that. Well, yes, it's, it's absolutely something to uh, challenge myself. Um, the idea came from, I believe, my mother-in-law. They used to run marathons years and years ago Whoa. and said, hey, the rock and roll marathon is in San Diego. We should all run now. I'm the only one that's actually running the full marathon, so maybe I'm the stupid one here. But, yes, I, I wanted something to challenge me. A uh, half marathon is, is like a distance that I do kind of regularly. So I wanted something a little bit further. And honestly, I haven't really been training the way that I should. Um, I do run all the time, but I play a lot of basketball. So I wasn't going to sacrifice my basketball leagues to be becoming a full-time runner. I'm just going to go and gut it out the, the, you know, the, the back end of that marathon and, um, I don't know that I'm going to become a regular, um, but you know something definitely well, to knock off my bucket list. Yeah, you could say, well, at least I did it once. Uh, but Lance, uh, I don't know if you run 20 miles and that bear jumps on your back, uh, don't quit. I don't care if you're walking, even if you have to walk to finish, but but don't quit. And I, and I know you're not a quitter. I know the type of person you are, an individual. No, we have to get you back on after you run that marathon and and. Tell me, Abear. I don't know. That was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. Uh, it, it was like all of a sudden I was delusional. My mind was spinning and all that. But uh, no, I'm, I'm proud of you uh, that you're doing that because, hey, listen, anybody to me, uh, and this is the listening audience, if you run a marathon, uh, you can't be mentally weak. There ain't no mentally weak people running a damn marathon. I, I'm telling you. No, no, no. They're, they're quitting. 
you got to be mentally tough to run a marathon. Now, you need to physically train, but you can physically train, and, and, you know, I'm used to running a few miles. But a marathon, that's a different animal. So, Lance, I'm proud of you. I appreciate it, and I totally agree. I mean, there is no weakness allowed at all um, out there, and and you only get a certain amount of time to to run it. So um, if you you can't make – you know, the, the amount of time that's allotted here because we run, we run on the freeway here. Like we run downtown, we run through Balboa park, which is like a big, you know, major park in the city. And um, so you, you, you've got to kind of be on it a little bit. And for me, it's just about being slow and steady. And then if I have a little more juice at the end, then maybe I'll push the gas a little bit, but um, you know, 26 is a lot further than I've ever run before. So I'm going to, I'm going to be very, very patient and, uh, try to enjoy it as well, you know. And uh, Lance, uh, speaking of not having any patience, the, the Hootat Nation. <laughs> Good segue. Uh, no, we went Michael Thomas. Uh, okay, uh, they're like, oh, why is he practicing OTAs? I don't know. He got some, uh, I don't know, metal uh, taken out. Uh, but uh, supposedly he's supposed to be ready for training camp. And I try to tell uh, the Hootat Nation, look, we need Michael Thomas. Because I look at contested catches, moving the chains on third down, uh, whether it's body position, uh, whether it's in the red zone. Because that's one thing, like, I look at, like, I'm not saying they're not trying, but, like, uh, like, uh, like Chris Olave, uh, Rashid Shaheed, they're just little. Michael Thomas is a big dude. I, I threw to Eric Martin. It's like almost blocking out. Now you got to be accurate with the football. But I think it's in the Saints' best interest that we have Michael Thomas available for this upcoming season to, to be that weapon. Uh, for the whole season. Well, what's your take? Because I think Michael Thomas has something obviously uh, left in the tank. I want you to comment on him. And, and I'm like, how about D. Hopkins? Uh, when you, you look at uh, the, uh, Hopkins and where he's at and the leverage that he has, uh, it wasn't that long ago, uh, Lance, when I look at this. Okay, this is the COVID year. He caught 115 passes for 1,407 yards. Uh, so, uh, I mean, so doesn't that count for something? Even the year before he had uh, 90 catches, uh, 1,145 yards, but what have you done for me lately? And, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's never been a, a born burner. He's just been a big possession, uh, type receiver. So break down where Michael Thomas is at and where you think DeAndre Hopkins might end up. And uh, all, all I know is I still think he could play. Well, I, well, first with Mike T, I mean, I, I think that I totally agree with you. Uh, a big, strong, physical receiver that can make contested catches, make catches in traffic, that doesn't have to be a, a ton of separation for him to be able to get his hands on the football. Um, and, and that is definitely something that we missed big time last season. I mean, I think Jawan Johnson at, at, at times did a really good job of using his big physical body to, to you know, kind of position himself to be able to make plays. Um, but to have that on the outside is is a big, big piece to this puzzle. And I'm not going to say that Mike T coming back is going to totally complete this receiver core because I think they're great. I just I think that him coming back and being able to add that type of ability, the the you know contested catches in third down, the contested catches in the red zone, a guy that you can just kind of throw the ball up and he can go and get it. That's something that we've kind of missed. Um, in the last couple right. of seasons, and I, I totally agree with you. I think he's got juice left in the tank. We're not talking about a 35-year-old guy that's right. coming off of back-to-back-to-back injured seasons. You know, he's he he's had some some issues getting back healthy, 
Um, but they're, they're being patient with him. They're taking their time, and they're not trying to get him back in a hurry this offseason, which to me means that they've got a plan for him coming into training camp. And obviously he's going to have to stay healthy throughout, but I definitely think having him back is going to be huge for this offense. Um, and then to um, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, I think he's still got juice left in the tank. And, and like you said, he was never known as a speedster. I, right. I read a report – I read a report this morning from an anonymous uh, front office official that said something about he can't run anymore. And well, you like, never, we never could watch him. I, I watched most of of uh, just about every single game last season. It's not like he's slow. I, I mean, you, right, you know, right. he's, he's he's not a five flat guy. Right, right. But the the thing that he does really, really well is similar to Mike T. Is is he's able to make tough catches with not a lot of separation. He's never been a huge separation receiver in, in his entire career. But that's the one thing that he can continue to do. And if he gets to the right place and they put him in the right position, this dude can make plays, man. He's one of the best natural ball catchers that this game has ever seen. And you see it all the time when he plays. He, he makes the, the exotic or crazy catches look so routine. And that doesn't just go away. Um, great ball catchers remain great ball catchers because they take it seriously. That's the major and most important part of their craft. And I, I don't, you know, I see him being able to play. And I think the perfect place for him to go would be Kansas City. I mean, I, I mean, they they are are um, you know kind of needing that veteran, big time guy that's played in a lot of games and right. just to to get another toy for yeah you lost Tyreek Hill uh, yeah Lance you lost Tyreek Hill so why not the Chiefs but how about this because I know if you have success with a player you're trying to bring back the band uh you know you're coming together how about Deshaun Watson and the Browns Uh, I mean uh, yeah I mean that would make sense to me too I mean they've already got the they've already got the connection the camaraderie that they've shared in so many years right Um, and, and for you know them to be able to get back together, another weapon in Cleveland who has a bunch of them on that offense, man, they are loaded. Uh, I'm excited to see those guys with, you know, obviously Deshaun coming back and playing the full season. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. I, I think, I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a, a tough time getting probably the amount of money that right. he thinks he deserves. I mean, it's, we're, it's, we're so late in the ball game. Um, teams – it's not like there's a bunch of teams that have a ton of cap space left at this time. And, and most about everybody is going to have to still sign their draft class. So I don't know that he's going to be, maybe he'll get a big time incentive laced contract, but um, you know, to say, Hey, I want, you know, 15, 18 million a year. I, I don't see that. Right. Um, right. Right. But, they might have to, know, I, like a, a prove it year, Lance, all of yep. a sudden you kick ass on one year, then you parlay that into the next season. I think that might be the case in point. Now, now, Lance, looking at uh, the Saints, we got to watch a couple of OTAs, Tuesday to Tuesday, the last Tuesday before the mandatory uh, minicamp. Uh, I want you to talk about maybe a couple of these uh, receivers. Obviously, we all know about Chris Olave. Well, I'm intrigued with, uh, boy, he looks the part. And um, listen, he high expectations coming out of uh, South Carolina, that being University of South Carolina, the Gamecocks from Columbia. Uh, four-year veteran, familiar with Derek Carr, uh, Brian Edwards, 6'3", 215. Uh, he had a couple of uh, catches. Um, I said, damn, that guy looks like a, a pro. He looks like an NFL guy. But you know the one, Lance, I think you can appreciate this. 
because he's skinny. Uh, but he is fast. Rashid <laughs> Shahid. Rashid Shahid. Yep. for Shahid. Hey, hey, Rashid Shahid, he looks like, even if he couldn't kick a punt return, he looks like a damn legit receiver. And, you know, we talk about we, we chart all the catches. He had four or five catches, and this is before the yak because you cannot tackle. He had four to five catches, I'm telling you, to 60 to 70 yards that I know would have been more than that. He had one-handed catch that, uh, if you look at it, Derek Carr hit him. Now, if he caught it with two hands, it might have slowed him down, but he stuck out that one hand and he turned it up. It might have been like a damn punt return. And, you know, you make one man miss and you're taking it to the house. We all know the first time he touched the ball against the Bengals, went on that jet yep. sweep all he scored. So I'm telling you, uh, Rashid Shahid, considering where he's come from, uh, you know, then all of a sudden he's injured. We don't see him in training camp. Uh, but from Weaver State, uh, I mean, uh, Rashid Shahid, he looks like the NFL is definitely not too big for him. No, absolutely not. I mean, he, he's a guy, and obviously I've got a soft spot for, for the undrafted guys. Um, you know, obviously the guys that, that, that right. come up the hard way and, and aren't handed anything and have to work and earn every single opportunity that you get out there. And as soon as you get out there, they say, well, I don't, I don't know if he can do it again. So I'm sure that's what the people are saying. Uh, is, is Rashid Shaheed going to be able to, to produce the way that he did last year when he's not surprising anybody? When, when he's a guy that the defenses are going to have to game plan for as opposed to just being, who is this guy out here that's returning kicks and now he's, now he's all of a sudden he's playing receiver. Oh, man, he can actually play receiver a little bit too, but he's not the guy we got to focus on Olave. Now the teams are going to be aware of where now number 22 is on the field and his big play ability. I mean, because he is – he is a big play just waiting to happen, um, a, a guy that works extremely hard. And like you said, he's not just a return guy. He is a guy that's got the tools to be a very, very good receiver and, and not just a guy that's a, a, a trick play type guy, which is how he kind of first started out on the Saints offense. Um, and then to Brian Edwards, I mean, big, physical, strong guy. I remember him as a rookie making a bunch of plays for the Raiders. I'm like, who is this guy? Um, but – I'm, I'm, I'm excited about him being here. Um, you know, you, you don't like to say anything about the potential of Mike Thomas being out, but if right. Mike T is, is slow to come back, I mean, I think Brian Edwards fits the mold for sure of, of a guy that can come in and kind of play that role, the big physical guy, being able to use his body to get himself open and, and make those contested catches. Um, and you know, look, man, I, I've always felt like, the more weapons, the merrier. Like, you've never heard a head coach or an offensive co- coordinator say, man, we, we could be so much better if we didn't have as many skill guys. <laughs> like, that's that's never been a, a conversation that any coach has ever had. So the, the more of these big-time players on this offense that we have, the better. Yeah, that's a good problem to have one that you don't want to say, I don't know how I'm going to keep all these guys happy. We only have one football. Well, I'd rather have that problem than uh, who in the hell is going to get open. Uh, you exactly. know, yeah, I want that. Now, Lance, I haven't talked to you about this, but uh, listen, and I'm telling you, since I've been a little boy and been around uh, the Saints organization, following the Saints, uh, is that, I don't know, it's the easiest schedule in a damn franchise history. Uh-oh, oh, no, no, it's on paper. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've looked at it. I said, hell, if we, I'm looking at the winning percentage, combined winning percentages, like uh, 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 42%. Uh, the worst of any team in the league, 
to me, is the easiest schedule on paper. Now, I know it's on paper. So I even have it. Uh, I'm going to go beyond double digits, 11 and 6, 12 and 5. The stars are aligned, and you stay healthy, maybe a 13 and 4. Because I like Derek Carr versus, uh, well, I think we have the advantage. We're not playing any elite quarterbacks. I mean, if you call elite, uh, I don't know, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Jerry Goff. I mean, uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence, up and coming. But we avoid mainly all the elite quarterbacks. So I look on and on, and then you play rookie guys like Bryce. Uh, okay, well, what about Bryce? Uh, I mean, uh, what? He's he's a rookie. So I just look at everything. Uh, look, uh, the bye week comes at a good time. It's not December. It's a week 11. I mean, I just go. I have a list of like seven or eight teams. And there's, you know, you always come up with alliance, the meat of the schedule. There's no damn meat of the schedule. Uh, hey, hey, look, I'm looking at, okay, like in October, we play October, we play the Texans, we play the Jaguars, the Colts. They were combined 19 wins, 47 losses, and one tie. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Lance, um, maybe I'm just being a homer. Uh, but I'm looking at we need to hold the organization's feet to the fire. So, hell, yeah, we can't go three straight seasons without being in the postseason. And uh, I think we got the advantage with Derek Carr. We should win. Uh, I mean, I'm not being unfair. Am I being too unrealistic? What's your take on that? I, I don't think you're being too unrealistic. I'm, I'm right there with you on the double-digit wins, and I, and I agree that this this schedule looks like we've got the potential to be 12 and 5, 13 and 4, winning the division, contesting for the number one seed in the NFC. But we don't play last year's teams this year. Right. So that nobody makes sense. really knows. Nobody really knows if the teams who had losing records that we play this year from last year are going to be better teams, are going to be more healthy teams than they were a year ago, are going to have more talent based on their free agency and draft you know, players that they added this season. Right. I mean, it's, I don't play too much into the strength of schedule thing because you know, as good as I do, if you're a, a good team and you don't show up to play on any given Sunday, you can lose that game. Without it's a just, doubt. I mean, guys, guys are too good and there's way too much on the line to think that you can just show up and play and win every game. It just doesn't work like that. Um, and it truly is any given Sunday. You see it every single week. There's some team that wins a game that nobody thought that they could win because they showed up and they played better on that given day. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're the better team. It just means that they were the better team on that day. Now, with yeah. that being said, I agree. This is a make it or break a year. And it's, it's, it starts, I think, with D.A. What, what is he going to be able to do with this roster that we all agree is playoff worthy with this schedule that Hell plays yeah. very, very fairly. And I, like, people always ask, like, what is the first thing you look at when you look at the schedule? Well, for me, I always looked at the end of the season. What games are we playing in the cold? Well, this, hmm. this team doesn't have any. Like, there's not a single no, game. No, no, the, the only game we play in December is in Tampa Bay. It freaking never. When's the last time it snowed in Tampa Bay or something? I mean, <laughs> now we won in Cleveland, but we're playing in Tampa Bay. No, it's almost too good to be true, Lance, the way the schedule has a line. Now, uh, I'm going to leave you with this, Lance and, and Steve. Now, look, look at this. I see. I, I look at it still. What have you done for me lately? The Saints played just four teams 
that posted winning records last season. Okay, every season's a new season. You right. can turn around. But three of them, the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Lions were either 9-7-1 or 9-8, and eight, and all three have to come to the season Superdome. What about having the Superdome advantage, which we haven't had as of late? How about we turn that around to give something for the fans to cheer for? I mean, uh, I'm not giving them no damn excuse, uh, Lance. Uh, they got to win. Uh, that's the yeah, approach I'm in. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, you'll, you'll have a home field advantage or a dome field advantage if we start winning again. That's all it takes. Super Bowl champ, wide receiver coach, NFL analyst, and soon-to-be marathon man. Lance Moore, thank you so much for the time, man. Thank you, guys. Hey, 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 Lance, uh, um, I want Steve. You call Steve and say you got to get me on. I just finished the marathon because <laughs> I want to know what that experience like. I, I, we we got a text, uh, Lance, as we go into the break, and it says, "Please tell Lance not to pass up any water stops." I will not do that. I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm drinking all the water. I'm the bananas, orange slices, you name it. I, I want it all. Best of luck to you, man. All right, Lance. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 